What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast, the 62nd episode. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Look, Schubert, I'm doing good, but we got to tell the fans we're sorry for this delay. This was like, a, this weekend was just busy for the both of us. It was really hectic. On top of that, we had to reschedule this pitcher match, but trust us, you will be getting the pitcher match between Jake and Schmidt, I believe the date. I don't want to tell y'all the date until we record it, but like, it's going to be like in two weeks at the latest. No, no later than next episode, if not in two weeks. So just give us, give us some time. We're going to get this to you guys, but... It's coming. Don't you guys worry about that. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting time because we definitely want to focus on some of the things that we're seeing on the weekend. Well, we're definitely going to talk about Titans, as always, and also Watchmen in, this, in its second episode. Uh, it's It ended with a pretty big bang. I'm really excited yeah. to get into it with Lyndon. Um, and also, there's a lot of Star Wars news that is that I'm itching to talk about. Um, oh, yeah, it's a big Star Wars week for you, man. Yeah, uh, did you... Get out to see any more movies? Did you see? Did you ever catch Zombieland? Nah. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I've been like really into streaming. Like, I I, I can give the guys what I'm what I'm watching. I've been watching on Breaking Bad. I'm on season two, so uh, I'm almost I'm I'm like in between. So you know how that goes. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad, watching Watchmen, Titans every every week. Uh, mm. I'm trying to think any other shows I've been watching. No, I think Breaking Bad has been what's been keeping my time well when I'm not playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Honestly, that's been what's been keeping me keeping me occupied. But I will be at the movies this week watching uh, Terminator. Oh, I lied to you, but I, that, this is an anime talk thing. But I mean, I watched One Piece Stampede in theaters and we're going to be reviewing that on anime talk. But I will go watch Terminator this week for sure. Sure. Yeah, um, there's definitely Terminator. There's Zombieland, um, Gemini Man. <laughs> So there's still some movies out there if you want to go check them out. But this is also going to be a big week for some streaming stuff as we're going yeah. to cycle out October's Netflix and bring in November's Netflix. Oof. Um, and we got a big Friday ahead of us. Definitely, definitely. Some big releases coming out. So there's a lot to talk about this week. And I, I don't think we have too much more to talk about before we get into it. No, no, man. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started, brother. All right. I'm ready. Let's get started so first we're going to talk about star wars let's start first with the episode nine trailer that came out on monday night football one of a, a you know a terrible monday night football game that everyone had to suffer through the first half to get i don't to even see the remember i don't even remember what the when the game like that's how pa- mess- patriots jets that's how messed Sam up Darnold was seeing ghosts that's how messed up our podcast schedule is right now for this show. Because of Titans, we're in this lost nebulous of in-between weeks of, like, last week's stuff, but a little bit of this week's stuff. So it's like, man, I'm, like, I'm, I've been lost in the nebulous. But this trailer definitely stood out. I've seen a lot of theories from Star Wars fans among Twitter and Reddit. I will not say any of those because I'm just not. But we did see the throne in this uh, trailer, which was dope. Palpatine's yeah, throne. Yeah, yeah. We saw a lot of cool shots of... Uh, yeah, I think the coolest shot is definitely Kylo Ren on the, the Death Star. You know, he kind of he was walking out on the water. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, you, you're, you're coming with that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was going to say the Kylo Ren and Rey smashing Darth Vader's helmet? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> the big thing that we've been talking about um, in the Star Wars community is that the ghost makes an appearance from Star Wars Rebels. Yes, I'm glad you remembered that, because that was something that I saw as well. The, shout out to uh, Hera, live, still living. Still well, kicking. I mean, that that's kind of the question. Like, how big of a role would that play? Is it just a small cameo, or will we see some of... Some of the people that we know in the lore that are out there, maybe Ahara, maybe you know her, uh, her son. I've got uh, yeah, I don't know his, his name. first name. Um, it's, isn't it? But Caden? Then, it's it's something to do with um. It's something like that to do with Kate. It's like Caden Janice or whatever whatever uh, old boy's name was. The teacher was she like took one of his names and oh, it's, it might be Caleb. It might be Caleb. I don't know. I don't it know. might be. But anyway, uh, th- they might make an appearance with that. I still think there's a Ezra? possibility that no, Ezra's not in the picture because he's <laughs> he's uh, in the outer worlds with Thrawn. Um, but Sabine? The, the the crew from the Inferno Squad, Sabine could definitely Sabine's a possibility. Um, but I mean, like the Inferno Squad crew too, like um, Iden Versio's daughter oh, or okay. um, the blue guy. Yeah, Shiv. Shiv. Yeah, I know his name. But nah, man, this trailer. Look, I'm gonna be honest, Star Wars fans. I don't think my prediction's coming true. I think I think we're gonna get a Force vision. I think we see them chasing holocrons and yeah. uh, like that type of shit. And like when she opens a holocron, it like makes her see her dark vision or whatever. I think that from with this trailer, I'm gathering. I feel like look, it's about to be a bunch of holocron. Like you see, maybe the Sith dagger that was from the uh, Clone Wars. You know what I'm talking about, Schubert? The freaking uh. Gosh, they had that Sith dagger in the trailer. I saw when people broke down the stills. Isn't that from the uh, the battle between the light side and the dark side? I, I can't in Mortis or whatever the hell that shit is in uh, Clone Wars. That's like some real deep nerdy shit. Oh, uh, you're talking about in the trailer? Yeah. Did you see that that Sith dagger? Um, what people are assuming the Sith know. dagger. I mean, I think people get crazy when they see little things like that. But like, I've known that that's in the in the world for a very long time. It's called a vibroblade. Oh no 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 no! I wasn't talking about the no, no, I wasn't talking about a vibro blade. I was talking about the the dagger from well, what Twitter saying is they think this is the dagger from Mortis with the uh with the light side and dark side from clone. From is it clone. like a physical dagger or is it like a lightsaber dagger? It's like a physical dagger. It looks like oh, an okay, ancient okay. record. It looks like it looks yeah, like a relic. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I'm talking about the Mortis dagger. Gotcha. So who yeah, knows? I don't remember that. I mean, I was trying to see if I could see what you were talking about but just look it up uh another I'll time look it up after yeah but are you but excited I am, I, for i say i mentioned it off air the thing uh i'm excited about it of course i'm definitely not excited about the runtime i think it's gonna be a little bit too long i of course with a movie like the last jedi that didn't really give us anything you know there's a lot to kind of explain and especially since we're gonna have a time jump so i understand that but i'm also worried that there's gonna be little bit too much filler fan service kind of stuff um i want to i kind of want to get get along to the point um i feel like especially with carrie fisher which it, it makes sense because we didn't really get a chance to give her a proper time in the last jedi because we didn't know that she was going to pass away uh but i just i hope it's not it doesn't carry over too much because it looks like they're doing that one thing with the in the woods and, I, and i'm pretty sure that that's mostly deleted scenes from earlier so I'm kind of interested to see how all that goes. 
Um, but I think there's going to be like a, a, a big hodgepodge of like different things. Like I feel like Finn is going to once again get a crappy storyline. Yes, no. From what I'm hearing, his storyline sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Rose is definitely not even really in the picture. No, not even like she's kind of like, hey Finn, are we doing this? And Finn's like, I'm on my own. I'm on my own. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And um and and the one shot that I was really curious about was like the horses on the Star Destroyer. I was like, what is this? Bro, that just looks like Finn's doing some side stuff again. Like, oh, I'm so I'm so upset about Finn's storyline. I like why I don't even want to get into it. We'll talk about it when the movie comes out because I know a little more than I'm leading on and I don't want to talk about this right now. But just know, ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys on October 28th, the movie comes out December, whatever. Finn's storyline will not make sense and it's fucking ridiculous. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. I'm so upset. And if I'm wrong, I'll come on this podcast and say I was wrong, but I don't think I'm gonna be wrong. I'm willing to bet whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Finn's like, once again getting the short end of the stick, and I thought that it was going to be different if they, especially if they were going to pair him yeah. a lot with Poe. Mm, and I feel, and, and, I don't even uh, feel like he's paired with Poe. I feel like he's paired with that black girl, and that's no offense yeah. to Jackie, but like that's just what I feel is coming. And it's going to be just them doing something, Poe doing something, and then Ray's doing something. And those which are which sucks those because once three. again we wanted to have them all together, which we do see that there is a shot with them together all in the Falcon. But I, don't, but I feel like that's at the start of the movie, like trying to get the plan out. You know what I mean? Something like that, either really early on or like very near the end, where it's kind of like a moment towards the end where the fans can be like, "Oh yeah, oh they were together, yeah." <laughs> and then it's just like, we should, should have been like this the whole time. Why are you clapping now? Like, yeah, exactly. This shit's over with. But hey, Schubert, let's talk about something that I'm actually hype about that I know you're hype about. We, because this podcast didn't come out when you guys thought it would, we got to talk about the Mandalorian trailer. I'm hype. Yeah, this is a this is an intense. This is a really intense trailer. You know, we're a couple weeks out now. It's really starting to get close. Um, we finally hear that Pedro Pascal talk. Yeah, uh, I didn't know if he was gonna talk the whole time. I was like, oh, is this, this what they're going with? I mean, I can deal, but we we can we definitely see- start to see the depth of range that's going to be taking place like we see some moments where it seems like he has uh, people that care about him and then there's other moments where you see that he is kind of a hardened fighter Um, yeah lots lots of fighting uh, we see a little bit of his backstory which i assume is his backstory oh yeah i mean i don't know too much about well, I mean, none of us know anything about his backstory. No, no, no. So I'm just saying just, from the trailer, I'm guessing that the little kid running with his parents who looked like Mandalorians, I assume that that's him. Probably so. But if not, I mean, that could be somebody, something that's going on that he sees. Who knows? It could be a number of things. From the Watchmen trailer, we saw that the, the trailer that they released was basically episode one. So this could just be the first episode. We don't know what's coming down the pipeline, you know? Probably so. I think that that would be a pretty safe bet. Like, I could see that scene where the guy gets chopped in half from the door. That could be in the first episode. I could see that happening. Like, yeah. real early on or, like, near the end. Because, like, where the way I kind of see it opening up is, like, something like that where he's, like, in this big battle where, like, he walks up into something and it's, like, a big battle and he ends up killing some people. Something like that. You know, I think it's going to be going to come off with a bang. I could see uh, that uh, the 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 stormtrooper helmet scene being like in episode one too, like setting the st- like setting the stage. Maybe so. 
Either way, I'm excited for this. November 12th, we're going to get new episodes. November 12th. I think we're getting three. Ooh, and you know we're going to review them. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, I, I think we... Oh, no, we won't be back to normal schedule by then, but we, I mean, shit, we'll still review them. Um, yeah, it's uh, this is a big day for Pedro on this podcast. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, too. Um, but I'm really excited to see what he does with The Mandalorian. And, uh, you know, we saw um, Giancarlo Stanton. We, you know, we know that uh, Taika Waititi, isn't he playing the droid? Or yeah. Is yeah. Taika Waititi's been um, any directs, too. But you're talking about, yes. yeah, we saw Giancarlo Esposito. Stanton's the baseball player. God dang it, I do that every time. <laughs> It's all good. When I heard that, I was like, oh, she was on his Yankees Yankees tip. Yeah, they're already out. So I don't know why. I haven't even watched a lick of baseball in this World Series, but that's another thing. Yeah, so you know, The Mandalorian, this this trailer is definitely, I don't know. It was like when you told me about it, I was like, man, I really want to watch this because it's just more filler till we get to the three episodes we're getting. Like, I've seen enough to know that I want to watch it. And I don't really want to know anymore, you know? Yeah, and that was just the last trailer. And I got to give them credit because they didn't really show us any more than we need. Like, they didn't show us too well, much. It's a lot of the same shots, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was just to get people hype on a um, big Monday night. or Yeah, big Monday night. Did I come out of Everybody Night Fool? Uh, I think so. I believe so. I don't know. Nobody was watching that game. Yeah, no, that game was horrible. <laughs> but let's talk about this, this, this next hodgepodge of a trailer that got released at midnight during the night last week and tried to slide under the radar. Were you talking about Bloodshot or The King? <laughs> I'm talking about Bloodshot. Yeah, Bloodshot. What is this goofy Vin Diesel movie? Look, I'm so upset because this this is one of my favorite comic book companies in Valiant. I thought this could have opened up the world to Ninjak, Man uh, War. And the rest of the Valiant universe and Bloodshot's a really cool character, but this looks like just any old normal Vin Diesel action movie. Number one, he's not even in his Bloodshot costume, which his whole skin's supposed to be white, and he's supposed to have a big red circle in the middle of his chest, and he's not supposed to look like a human. He's supposed to look like he's been mutated because the moment those nanites are in his arm, they change his skin color, they change everything about him. This just looks like blah, blah, blah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're just showing us stuff from the beginning. But it looks like he stays that way the whole time. And then at the end of the movie, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm bloodshot. And we're going to see his skin change. And it's like, bro, stop doing comic book movies like that. Do them the right way the first time so the fans don't have to watch this first shitty movie for you guys to get shit together. Like, this is a property that I care about. And I just feel like they're going to just take it and screw it up. I wish Amazon had this property. I really do. Yeah, I don't know who has the property. I was looking through who's going, who's like a part of it. It's Sony, um, huh? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think it's but, Sony. I'm going to look that up real quick. But yeah, so some of the people who are a part of it, the writer who you know coined the screenplay is actually the guy who wrote Arrival, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, it's Sony. Sony and Columbia Pictures. Yep. Okay. Um, and the director is Dave Wilson, who has really only done lots of visual effects stuff on Star Wars movies and Avengers Age of Ultron. So uh, I, th I think it was one of those things where I don't think that Sony or anyone had enough clout to be able to tell Vin Diesel that he couldn't just be him, you know? Yeah, they... it's like, 
come on, bro, follow the comic book story and maybe you'll maybe make a good movie. Like, this just looks like Triple X, but just instead of being Triple X, he's bloodshot. Like, it looks like the same stuff Vin Diesel's been doing. Yeah, it doesn't really look anything that's like groundbreaking or anything that yeah, looks Yeah, groundbreaking. New. I think it's kind of like the same way that everyone kind of looked at Gemini Man and was like, okay, well, you know, this could be pretty interesting as an action movie, and then it ended up like Flopping everyone it. hating it. So yeah, I think it's probably going to be the same deal. I really hope that's not the case, because like I said, I love this IP, and if we got to get Ninjak and Manowar, Exo Manowar, it would really make the stories so much better, but you gotta get Bloodshot first before you get any of that, and I hope they didn't put the cart before the horse, but Oh, Vin Diesel. Now, maybe this was just a Vin Diesel pet project. We shall see when Bloodshot comes out, but that's all I really got on Bloodshot, Shuby. Really disheartening. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Um, it was, it was, and it was a really long trailer, too. It was like a two and a mm-hmm. half minute trailer, and like at two minutes, I'm like, why am I still watching this? And it was just like them showing his memories and how, like, he he loses his memories and how these people are implanting memories, which, I mean, that is a critical Bloodshot key component, but like, Bloodshot's just a freaking, he's Wolverine without, like, the moral compass. Like, he's just a, he's like a killer, man. That's all, he's just a, he's an assassin. Yeah. And I don't know if we've captured that. I feel like Vin Diesel's going for, like, anti-hero. Maybe even just normal hero. (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, I really just don't think that anyone had the ability to tell him what to do. I think that it was kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to do this my way. And they're like, oh, okay, Vin Diesel. Jesus, Sony, get your shit together. I see why Marvel's grab yanking y'all by the by the balls. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> but what we got next, Shuby? All right. Well, next we got the King, which is something that you know we're both excited to see this week. Yeah, man. November first is it's, November first is a big release day for Netflix. Not only are they having the King with Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson, the Irishman Martin Scorsese's film finally drops. But let's talk about the King. I am super excited for it. We heard Robert Pattinson talk. We see Timothy Chalamet about to fight Rob Pat, and it's like, whoa, Timothy, I don't know if you're about to be Batman, my G. Like, I don't know if you're ready for this war, my guy. But, like, nah, I'm a big fan of Troy, like the movie Troy in the movie. Even though Alexander wasn't as good, I still liked it. I'm a fan of those. Did you see the, um, what was it, The Outlaw? The Outlaw Outlaw King? King? Yeah, with Chris Pine. Hell yeah, Yeah. I like that shit too. I'm a fan of these historical made in the like these historical epics and i feel like this could be a very good historical epic and if it's good shout out to joel edgerton because he wrote the he wrote the thing so this would be big for him if it's good yeah sure that'd be really big um great cast you know you mentioned joel edgerton you know lily rose depp's gonna be in this ben mendelson uh thomas and mckenzie who was um one of the stars of Jojo Rabbit, she did a really good job. I'm excited to see what she does in this. So, you know, they got some good people that are signed on to be a part of this. Of course, Chalamet and Rob Pattinson are definitely going to bring people to Netflix to, to watch it. Um, is it going to be on Netflix this weekend? Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be out this Friday. Yeah, I didn't know if that was just the theater release. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's going to be on Netflix everywhere November 1st. Well, yeah, I'm definitely excited, but I think when after everyone's coming off kind of the Game of Thrones thing, it's you get, we got to get back to remembering that this isn't a fantasy land. Like this is you know representing real events. Um, 
I, you know, I always like a good historical narrative where this is telling the events of something that actually happened, but it, you know, embellishes. So yeah. I'm always a fan of something like that. You mentioned like the Troys and all of that. It's all kind of the same genre. Yeah, that's my shit, man. Historical epics. You can never do me no wrong. The King, you guys can check it out this Friday. We will be reviewing it on the next Bros Who Binge because like, I'm going to definitely watch it. I know Schubert will. And I'll try to convince Schubert to watch The Irishman because I'm excited about old Mar- Marty. Marty's been dropping bombs about Marvel. We're not talking about that, but he's about to, <laughs> drop, he's about to drop his movie. So let's see how that thing does on Netflix. I'm super excited for that. But next up, we got... Patty Jenkins confirms that Pedro Pascal will play villain Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 1984. The trailer will be out at some Brazilian Comic-Con, uh, CCX or whatever. I, I forget the the, the uh, name of the con. I think it's CCX. But we, I'm pretty sure we've known that he would be playing Maxwell Lord for a while, but we finally got confirmation. This makes this movie even more intriguing because how, like... How are they going to do this? Because Maxwell Lord's kind of like a behind-the-scenes type guy. Yeah, Maxwell Lord really isn't like the guy that you... He's, he's not the boss at the end of the mission. He's, he's just a schemer. Like the schemer that schemed the whole thing together. Yeah, like, exactly. So I don't really know what his role is. I mean, I guess like he's going to be in league with Cheetah because we know that Kristen Wiig's playing that. Yeah, and I guess Cheetah's gonna be the the might, and I guess he's gonna be the the he's gonna be the mental challenge to Wonder Woman, and Cheetah's gonna be the physical. I assume so, something like that. Um, but you know, adding Pedro Pascal, and the, you know, we knew that he was gonna be part of it. Star power, bringing in Maxwell Lord. I, I guess because it's nineteen eighty four, we won't see much of him after this. Yeah, unless they unless like he has some superpower or something that 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 changes that, but. We got to be tentative on connectivity with like this film to other things because I feel like this is another standalone, like you said. Well, do you see it in general? Because I mean, you know, even with Batman, it's like you know, how much of this are we actually going to be able to cross over into other films because of this being a prequel in a sense? Yeah, exactly. And being that Matt Reeves is kind of setting the template for everything else to follow, and without his movie, we don't really know where we're going. So we kind of just have to wait. We're in limbo with this Wonder Woman film. Just take it for what it is, ladies and gentlemen, and just enjoy it. If it's not a good film, we'll shit on it. And but if it is, we'll tell you the truth. So I don't really think we can look for connective tissue in this, and I don't think we should look for any DC connective tissue until either James Gunn's Suicide Squad or, uh, well, actually, I think you can start looking at it maybe at Birds of Prey. Maybe, depending on how that film does. But I think for real, we can start looking for connective tissue at Suicide Squad and Batman. Yeah, I guess you would say Birds of Prey, because Birds of Prey comes before Suicide Squad. Yeah, and, and that's Birds why I of said Prey it. really is kind of a continuation of of the DCEU as we know it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's probably the case. But it's such a weird two movies to say that are carrying connective tissue of the DC, the Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. I know, right? Weird. So, so and they, I just and it so all yeah, depends on if Matt Reeves it. wants to connect that to his Batman. Real talk. Yeah, it's just with the time jump, it's it just messes everything up. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, just take it for what it is. If it's a good film, cool. If not, whatever. 
but the DC DC uh, movies right now are in limbo, so we just got to wait and see how things play out. Next up, we got HBO Max has ordered a four one-hour Adventure Time special from Cartoon Network Studios, the first two of which will debut exclusively on the streaming service in 2020, collectively titled Adventure Time Dis- uh, Distant Lands. The special will once again tell stories of Finn and Jake and the, be- the best buds who transverse the mythical land of Ooh. I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I really was a big fan of Adventure Time during its stint on Cartoon Network. I really think that putting it on HBO Max may be giving it a little bit more edge than usual. I understand that it is a kid's thing, and I want it to stay that way. But I do think that what was so interesting about Adventure Time was that it was this very dark story being told in a very Child. flowery way. Yeah, and, flowery and is so, a good adjective. And so I would like to see more of the world and explore a little bit more of what the land of Ooh has to offer. The only thing that scares me about that point, because I agree with you, because Adventure Time... Because the distant lands, you know, that's what, that's what I mean. And No, well, Adventure Time felt like that show and regular show felt like they could have been shows on Adult Swim, and I hope they get more edgy, but the, the, the one line in that story that kind of makes me question that is that the first of two will debut exclusively on HBO Max, but where do they go after HBO Max? Do they play on Cartoon Network, the, 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 the channel? And if that's the case, then I don't know if it'll get as dark, or maybe they'll edit some stuff out. Who knows? But hopefully... I mean, it really stuff. doesn't have to get, like, super dark. Like, it just, I just really want to explore. Instead of, like, exploring more about, you know, the princess bubblegum and Finn's relationship or something like that, I want to, like, have them... Rediscover like what was going on with Marceline and Simon back in the day, and like reconnectivity of like the post-apocalyptic side of the whole thing. I really want to know more about how the 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 land became became itself. Yeah, no, I know because at at its core, this is a post-apocalyptic story that is being told as a cartoon. It's almost like imagine if the world the world and had a bomb that made it a giant acid trip. That is what this world is as a post-apocalyptic world. Pretty much, and one human survived. Like, Finn always trying to find where the other humans are. That'd be something that they explore as well. Sure. I mean, this is the distant lands. That's what mate really excites me about what's said in that. It's just oh, the no, name, distant lands. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm rocking. Can't, and that's another reason for us to get HBO Max. For sure. Yeah. HBO Max and Disney Plus are both November 12th, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so the next story we got is Taylor Kitsch for you know formerly known as Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. He will star in Inferno. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with Gambit or John Connor from Mars. John That's Carter. I... Yeah. No, it's Tim Riggins, dude. Tim Riggins is an icon. Um, <laughs> so Taylor's gonna star in Inferno, Neil Bloomkamp's upcoming science fiction thriller. He'll star as a cop who is called to investigate a seemingly ordinary murder in the New Mexico desert. There, he uncovers a deeper conspiracy and begins to suspect the killer is trying to find, or the killer that he's trying to find may be a humanoid beast. Ooh, okay, look, I'm going to say this. This could be great because Taylor Kitsch has been making some shitty stuff. Neil Blumkamp has made some shitty stuff. And, and, <laughs> and before the late, great John Schnepp passed away, he talked about how he was looking at some of Neil Blumkamp's, like, personal work and he said yo we need to be excited for that 
So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to the late great John Stemp's words and like, yo, I'm expecting some great stuff from Neil Blunkamp, and these two dudes are coming with this underdog status. They both been putting out some subpar stuff, so maybe they'll hit this out of the park because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like when I hear humanoid beasts, are they like homunculi? Like I'm, I'm going all science fictiony with it. Like, will it look like a futuristic world? Will it look a post-apocalyptic? I'm interested in this. So, um, I mean, look, I just want to see a trailer, like, because they sold me on the premise. So I'm guessing you weren't a fan of Elysium or Chappie, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. They were because District shit. 9's good, you know? Oh, no, District 9 is great, but Chappie is garbage. And Taylor Kitsch <laughs> being in detect- True Detective Season 2 was trash, and so was him being Gambit. Taylor Kitsch, don't forget that you were in that Wolverine Origins movie, bro. Like, that shit was horrible. I think everyone wants to forget that movie. And then John Carter from um, Ryan Mars Reynolds was in that movie too as, yeah. as Deadpool. <laughs> so we've already retconned it. So we've retconned that movie entirely. It's over. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely over because X Men are in the MCU. But no, you're you're absolutely right. Yes. With fucking Taylor Kitsch, my God. So he needs a he needs a hit. So does Neil Blumkamp. So hopefully this works out for the two of them. Yeah, I'm always into a science fiction thriller, and this one seems. Like, it's pretty interesting. A little more grounded than a lot of the other ones, I would say, where this kind of seems like it could be something that's told from uh, an everyday perspective. Kind of like, you know, your usual alien comes to Earth, tries to eat everyone. Ooh, see, I was thinking something different. Like, it's a world, and he's like a, a detective or cop, and, like, these murders start happening. And then, like, as he's solving the murder, this conspiracy comes out where these scientists made this, like, humanoid creature type deal. And he, he has to, you know, stop the scientists and the humanoid creature. Yeah, I guess I'm imagining this creature being, like, something that has, like, you know, fangs. Mm, see? Eating, eating hearts. That could be the case. That could be the case. Like, I, I, ain't, I ain't doubting that. I ain't doubting so. that at all. So, but good, dope. Good for Taylor Kitsch, man. Next up, we got a Hocus Pocus sequel is coming to Disney Plus. Pirates of the Caribbean is getting rebooted in Disney. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, 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 that's it. Hocus Pocus sequel coming to Disney Plus, and Pirates of the Caribbean is getting rebooted by Disney. Do we care about either of these? Let me, let me, let me say this first, Schubert, because I don't know about Hocus Pocus. I can't comment on that because I'm not a fan of the original. But I can comment on Pirates of the Caribbean. Stop! Just stop! <laughs> like, oh my gosh, do we? Does Disney not know when to stop beating a dead horse? We not only have we redone their animated films with all just going through live action. What's next? Keep which keep churning these puppies out. Now we're gonna go fucking reboot Pirates of the Caribbean. What's next? Haunted Mansion. We I know we're trying to get all your rides because we got Jungle Cruise. Let's see if you're gonna do freaking Splash Mountain. Oh wait, you can't because that shit's racist in 2019. But my God. I am sick of Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp beat that to death. And if it's not Johnny Depp, which it won't be because it's a reboot, I don't know if anybody could pull off that bombastic bullshit. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that, man. That's kind of... When I saw that news, I was like, wait, we're not done with Pirates of the Caribbean yet? (laughs) Like, wasn't it our boy Thwaites that was in the last one? Or was it someone else? No, it was So, like, are they trying to bring him back? It's like... Is he going to be the new uh, Johnny Depp now? I think they're just doing a whole new universe. That's what it sounds like. I mean, I guess... It, it, I don't I don't know. I guess when I was writing the notes, did I specify that this was going to be in plus? No, I think it's actually going to be in the theater, huh? No, yeah, this is a theater. Well, they, well, they don't know yet. I don't um, think they don't know. Well, it says New Pirates Adventure feature. Mm, okay. 
And they brought they brought in Ted Elliott, um, and who has wrote all the other pirates. Well, not all of them, but some of the other ones. And Craig Mazine, who wrote who created Chernobyl, which is now an Emmy winner. Got to give him so. Give them some credit, and then maybe they could figure something out. Uh, I think what interests me about first, I'll say about Hocus Pocus. I don't really care about Hocus Pocus. I mentioned it because it's Halloween, and people care about Hocus Pocus sequel. But I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think I could tell you anything that happens in the movie Hocus Pocus. I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, I'm not a fan of that shit, so I don't know. I'm not watching anything with Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Um, <laughs> Wait, we have Sarah Jessica Parker beef. No, I mean, I just never really liked anything she's in. I mean, so I really she's not, she's not drawing me to the screen. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. I, I was more of a Samantha. Oh, okay, okay. I got <laughs> no, you. I'm just, I'm yeah, just I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. No, she's Carrie. I was about to say I'm pretty sure she's Samantha, but no, she's Carrie. No, no, I know that much. But anyway, uh, with Pirates of the Caribbean, I guess what I would say interests me about it is that it isn't Johnny Depp. Where I understand where you're coming from, where, like, how are you going to match the same bombasticness as Johnny Depp? But I think that it'd be interesting to kind of maybe take it in a different direction, maybe a little bit more serious. Yeah, I mean, look. Just a little bit more serious, because I understand it's Disney. For me to get over it, they just have to show me something good. Like, until I see something that's, like, serious, like you're saying, because I don't want to get hyped for a serious pirate movie and then come to find out Johnny Depp's back in the saddle again. But... I just need to see what the tone is because if the tone is like you say a, a little more serious than what Johnny Depp was doing, then maybe I can rock with it because I like a good pirate story. But like, well, and there was some really good comedy in the pirates movies, but they usually didn't come from Johnny Depp. The fir- let me say this: the first pirates movie was gold. Everything after it just got it just grew it just went downhill. The second one wasn't bad when they introduced like the League of Pirates and Johnny Depp's dad, and they had the different like nationalities i was like okay okay i dig this and then once number three got here it was like oh brother oh brother this is just just bad yeah isn't that the one with the island where he's like running on like the wheel yeah because that's after that's after uh he got eaten by the uh it's not the cthulhu it's the uh the the kraken yeah after he got eaten by the kraken he was on that island yes yeah fine but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 done with the pirates. Like, I don't really know why they're continuing to beat this dead horse. Yeah, but let's go to the next topic and something that I I think is just as stupid, if not even more stupid. I don't know why I don't know why I let you rock put this in the notes, but I just let you do it because so I could talk shit on it. Fast Nine is getting more outrageous by the minute. Yes, Cardi B and Azuna join the cast. Look, who's I'm not Azuna? Gonna, something like. Latin EDM guy, mm. I believe. I think they're just trying to get the Latino base to come out to the movie. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's a Latin singer. Yeah, he's he's some reggaeton guy. So that that's what I think that's what Vin Diesel's doing. Vin Diesel's going for popularity over substance. Cardi B can't even can Cardi B can't even read scripts, dog. Like she can't pronounce all the words. So like. What, and I know that's me being fucked up, but like I'm not trying to see Cardi act. The reason why I worked in Hustlers because she was a stripper before, and she and she had she knew the role of this. Who is she about to be in this? If yo, if Vin Diesel got her as a stripper, I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Or she's a tech girl. Like oh my gosh, can oh you imagine? gosh, no. <laughs> no, Cardi she B cannot be the tech, tech girl. girl. <laughs> Ochre. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, when I saw this story, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, are we just trying to get money? That's uh, all make money to... off the name of Cardi B yes. by putting her in Fast Nine. Like, like does Cardi B have that much clout that she can bring money to a film? I guess I think... so. I think her fans, like the girls, will definitely go watch it now just to see Cardi be like, hey, Cardi, look, you know what Vin Diesel, you know what the whole purpose of this is. Let me tell you the deeper, darker Criminal Link movie fans. It's the beef with Tyrese. No, no, it's the beef that him and Tyrese have with The Rock. They're trying to make some more tickets than Hobbs and Shaw. That's what this is. Vin Diesel's pulling out the big guns. He's getting the Latino community and the hood with Cardi B and Ozuna, and he's trying to bring them out to the Fast movie. I guarantee that's what he's doing. You know, the more I sit on Hobbs and Shaw and I think about this Fast movie, I think Hobbs and Shaw wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. That's why, bro, that's why I'm telling you, Fast 9 trying to come pull a fast one. Like, I think what, what Fast 9 should have been doing was more of what uh, Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw did. Hobbs and Shaw was doing, yes, exactly. So, Vin Diesel's pulling out all the stops, baby. He's trying to, he's trying to maintain his franchise because he heard that Keanu Reeves was trying to go in the next Hobbs and Shaw, and he's trying to mooch him to go in Fast Nine. So there's a this is a big darker criminal league, bro. Vin Diesel trying to keep his property from The Rock, and The Rock's like, "I'm gonna take this bitch from you, bro." I think Vin Diesel's trying to figure out that um, he's done. He's, he's done, and that the best thing he ever did was I Am Groot. Yo, don't even do that, you. But hey, if he's in that Marvel movie, as uh, as uh, what's that dude's name? Uh. Gosh, this the is the Eternals, huh? Black, yeah, no, it's, it's the humans, Black Bolt. If he's in Black Bolt, good for Vin Diesel, because he'll be in there for a while. But next up, we got newcomer Jake Austin Walker is set to join Luke Wilson in the sports drama 12 Mighty Orphans. The film from director Ty Roberts also stars Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall. Lane Garrison is adapting the script, which will be based on the book by Jim Dent, based on the true story. The movie follows Rusty Wilson, who turns a scrawny group of underdog cast-off orphans into a team of fierce warriors that leaves opponents bewildered and battered. Against all odds, the youngsters become one of the toughest football teams in Texas. They begin with nothing, yet Russell's innovative offense helps lead them to none other than the state playoffs, y'all. Ooh, Jerry Dome. <laughs> Schubert, you can take away, take it away on this topic, because this is a, something you put in here. Yeah, I put it in here because, you know, I feel like we've been missing out on a really good sports movie. You know, I've True. been hearing that a lot of the Kevin, you know, Kevin Costner playing uh, playing White Savior has really been the most sports movies we've had in the past few years, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, White so, Savior. <laughs> who called, who, who? <laughs> Where did you pick that up? What PC website did you pick that up off of? Twitter. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. But yeah, so I mean, that's really all the big sports movies you've had. Either that or telling some kind of story about, uh, you know, inequalities of certain biopics, like, you know, uh, or or sports movies that, that are high, highly religious and deal mostly with, you know, teams uh, overcoming obstacles based upon miracles or faith. So this this might be you know this brings a lot of interesting names together Luke Wilson Martin Sheen Robert Duvall and I don't know much about this Jake Austin Walker guy but this seems like a sports movie that seems like it's just trying to be a movie and not really like trying to tell a historical fact of something or which you know it is based off a true story but I feel like it may be more closer to the movies. 
of that caliber that we enjoy as the glory roads or the miracles. I'm hoping that it goes more in that lane. Yeah, me too. Because we not, haven't had something like that in a long time. Because I was thinking Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall, like, yeah, it would be one of those type movies. But what they've been doing recently, I could see it being one of those Christian movies. Really? Yeah. Like, it could, it could go either way. Because Luke Wilson, but see, Luke Wilson's kind of what throws it off. So it might be a good sports movie, which we haven't had in a long time. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just a really a big need for it. Um, uh, I just don't know, like, why there hasn't it hasn't been that way. Because I remember being in the 90s and in the early 2000s, you know, we're spitting out movies, or even in the early 80s, too. You know, you're spitting out, like, Major League. You're spitting Angels in the Outfield. Um, the kid with, you know, the arm or whatever. Uh, and then the rookie and <laughs> kid with the, Oh, you know, what I'm uh, yeah, no, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The little, the kid who ends up playing in the major leagues and then yeah, 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 the yeah. American buy guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, you know, the little giants, uh, remember the Titans, remember the Titans miracle. Like I said, glory road, coach Carter, you know, we coach had a lot Carter of, was a good movie. We've had a lot of really solid sports movies that all seem to kind of trail off, I'd say, 2008. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I really think that when I saw this story, I put it in here because I wanted to talk about how there is just a giant need for a good sports movie that, you know, can uh, give homage to those old sports movies that we loved as kids, uh, fulfill the seriously. needs. Fulfill the needs of today's PC culture with no white savior Kevin Costner and uh, maybe keep the religion and political undertones out of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, give us a good movie that keeps both of those things out of there. We don't need another. Uh, what's that movie that just came out that was a sports? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. But uh, no, yeah, the most recent sports movie we either get are comedies or religious movies. Uncle Drew, comedy. We got the, we got two religious sports movies recently, and it's like, bro, I just want a good co- Coach Carter where kids are banging in the hotels. Their coach has to come get them, pull them out, and be like, yo, we got a game tomorrow. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Like, that, like give, me some, give me some realism. Yeah, I mean, I would really love to see some of the bad, the bad boys' stories be told in sports, but, you know, this is not the case in this story, but, you know, man... Wouldn't it be interesting to see some of the behind the scenes of some of um, professionals that we know and love that uh, may have, have always been squeaky clean? They got ties with the NBA. They're not giving that up, bro. I'm not talking about the NBA. You talk about NFL. You talk about MLB. NFL not letting them ties go. I think you know. eventually we're going to have a movie about the steroid era. Huh? So That would be fire. You know me. I've been. T- I told you about this earlier. Conspiracies, yo. I want to know about Michael Jordan and his gambling. Give me a movie. Like, what's up? I found out about that. The Mike other day. ain't never gonna let that happen, bro. <laughs> yo, that shit fucked me up the other day, yo. I don't even want to say it on the pod. I don't want Mike to come get me. He got shoe money. Uh, that's not for this pod. We can talk about it on a different one. <laughs> Definitely not for this pod. But be on the lookout if you know what we're talking about. We'll be talking about that on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. I'm ready to get into the box office. Be ready. Yeah, man. Let's do it because we got some things to review today. Yeah, so in the box office at number five, you got Gemini Man, which of course people are says sucks, but Stinker. it's still in the top five. That's because nothing else was out. <laughs> it's Halloween, so at number four is The Addams Family. Good for that movie. 
Uh, number three is actually Zombieland because, you know, it's not Disney and it's um, not the Joker. Good for Zombieland. Uh, number two is Maleficent, which I have Ooh. heard is not very good. Ooh, get shut down, Disney. Joker back on the top, bitches. Let's go. Joker is back on top. Let's go, Joaquin. Get it looks your like Oscar, the number bro. here is, uh, well, I, I put this up. It's the on... highest grossing R-rated film. Yeah, That's highest grossing R-rated film, yeah. Yeah, so shout out. It's made as much money as based upon its budget and what it's made. It's it, You can equate the percentage that it's made money to the same amount as Infinity War. So good for fucking Warner Brothers and DC, even though Warner Brothers did not believe in this film. So you got to give credit to freaking um, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix for betting on themselves. It paid off, you guys. Yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of people really bought into the performance that, Joaquin did and the movie that uh, Todd Phillips put together. Uh, it really the controversy was a probably year, helped. Man. The controversy definitely helped. Like, Joker became a moment. Like, because everybody was, and I think the fact that the movie wasn't what the controversy was portraying kind of sure. helped. And yes. it was like, oh, these people are making a big deal about it. Let's tell our friends go see it. And like, oh, did you see Joker? Like, it became a talking point in the culture. And I think that was a moment of 2019. We will see come come Halloween, even though over the weekend a lot of people our age go out and wear their costumes. And I did see a lot of Joaquin Phoenix's Jokers. But let's see if there's an influx of Joker over Halloween. Oh, I've definitely already seen it. See? And that's my thing. Yeah, like definitely it, an influx. It had a moment this year, man. Like, even though Infinity War, Shazam, and all that stuff came out this year, which you tend to forget, Joker had a moment. R.I.P. to uh, or uh, to sleep in that one neighborhood in the Bronx with the stairs. Oh damn! Yeah, I feel bad for y'all. The, the Bronx people said they're trying to rob them, but they got too many people there, so <laughs> it's too crowded. They're trying to gentrify the stairs. <laughs> oh jeez! All right, well that that's it for the box office. Um, before we do movie on the rise, I want to mention a quick thing because i'm a big fan of the movie trivia showdown i never talk about it and movie trivia showdown is really happening right now they got new be- new belt holders they got new managers coming in linda have you heard about the draft no bro you're telling me stuff dude you know i don't know if you heard about when robert meyer burnett who has been on this podcast before as a guest he was uh, at one time the commissioner of the movie Trivia Schmodown, created the nuke. And with the nuke, they're pretty much blowing up the entire movie Trivia Schmodown. There's going to be, I think, eight managers at the beginning of this next year. They're going to be doing a draft style to pick their teams, their, you know, their factions. And everyone's going to be a part of one for mm. the, you know, the first time in the Schmodown. So it's going to be a real competitive, really interesting. All belt holders do get to keep the managers of their choice. Okay, okay. And then let me tell the fans, this was not an ad. They did not pay Schubert to say this. <laughs> no, they did not pay me to say that. I, <laughs> I'm just a fan, and I wanted to try and make that known in case there are other fans out there. And also maybe we could try and rope in some of that base because, you know, the, it's uh, – Pretty big for all of you movie fans out there. If you like trivia and movie trivia, it's a fun thing to watch and get involved in. And it's helped inspire a lot of the things that we did with Pitch It. Um, more so movie fights, but big facts, all, all, the, all of those games are really fun and kind of keep the culture going with knowing the knowledge of movies. And I really love that kind of stuff. So 
No, I feel you, man. Shout out, shout out to the, shout out to the uh, movie. I just wanted to mention that because I, I didn't think that you had heard about the draft. And I know you know enough about the Shmona and know that that would be a pretty interesting thing to see. Yeah, no, know, that, that people would be, move around. That would definitely be Liddy. I haven't, I, I fell off on the movie tree Shmona, but this might get me back on in it. Yeah, man, it, uh, definitely some of the the teams that you weren't that interested in are gone, and the ones that you are are interested in are doing pretty well. Like your boy Roca. Is a belt holder right now. Ooh, that might get me back in. He and That's... Merle they got the team belt. Ooh, all right. Don't say any more because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go peep game. But let's get to our movie on the rise. Look, this week I got Dolomite. Eddie Murphy sounds like a pretty good movie. I'm gonna check it out, but. Honestly, that's coming out because we have things on November 1st. I want to shout out again The King with Timothy Chalamet as well as, yo, The Irishman with Martin Scorsese this Friday. Let's have a watch party. If you're on Twitter, hit me up saying we're watching The Irishman and we can all do it at like 9 o'clock at night. We'll get our popcorn. We'll get our stuff together, movie fans, and we'll watch this Irishman and let's live tweet it. You know, hit me up if you guys are down. Hit me up yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, you got to start it around 9 or something because if you don't, it's going to be like 3 a.m. by the time you <laughs> Look at you. Start <laughs> shit. Leave me alone. Go I mean, at least it's on Netflix. You know, Maybe I'll watch it throughout the weekend, but there ain't no, there ain't no way I'm going to sit down and watch a three-hour movie. Unless it's the most interesting goddamn movie I've ever seen. Yo, this movie's gonna be fire. Stop even hating. Martin Scorsese's made some of the the greatest. Like, don't make me start running out my guy's catalog. And then we got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Yo, you hating. Joe Pesci. You know what? You know how much enveloped I'm in this? I've been listening to mafia uh, member interviews on YouTube getting ready for this. So, like, don't even take this moment away from me. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's not, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's gonna be bad. And I definitely wanna watch it. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta set, you gotta lot some time for that thing. <laughs> Yo, Be ready, people, people. Look, let me tell you what this guy's made, so you guys know what's up. He's made The Irishman, of course, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Silence, The Departed, King of Comedy, Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island, Raging Bull, Casino, Mean Streets, Shall I Continue, Gangs of New York, Hugh. Wait, I don't think wait, Oof, he made gangs. gangs of New York is long. He made he made gays in New York. Wait, you, you oh. wait you said you said it's bomb. No, it's long. Oh, yeah, he it, made gays in New York, man. It's fire, yo! Gays in New York is amazing. The Aviator, Cape Fear, like uh, I, Aviator, long. Yeah, why you hate yo you yo? Are you hating right now? I'm not hating. I'm just saying that the which, movies which are long stig- and it's gonna which take. Which you with long movies? If you want to watch movies. the movie. You're going to have to allot several hours. I'm just warning people that if you want to watch this movie, make sure you're not watching it at 11, 11 p.m. unless you want to go to bed at 4 because you're going to be Look, sitting there for three hours. So don't act like you're not going to be part of the uh, watch along with us on Friday. I'm gonna I, make will, you I will watch for you know an hour and a half, and then I'll watch <laughs> an hour and a half on Sunday morning. No. You got to watch it all at once. What is wrong with you? This is this is the problem with cinema today, like Marty was saying. All these damn Marvel fans out there can't appreciate good cinema, goddammit. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying that, because Marvel fans would go sit their happy ass and watch a three-hour movie, too, and that's stupid, too. They're all dumb. Well, you know what? Come Christmas, your ass gonna sit down and watch a three-and-a-half-hour movie, too, goddammit. Yeah, I know. Let's just split it up into two. Harry Potter did it the right way. <laughs> no, Harry Potter gave me two big three-hour chunks. 
Yo, uh, the Irishman this Friday. Watch along with me and Schumer. <laughs> be there. Be square. I'm trying to watch my movie on the rise, Castle Rock. <laughs> no, uh, but Castle Rock season two is out on Hulu right now. It's been out for, for a <laughs> while now because, you know, when we're doing this podcast. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me, Schubert, my bad, man. That, was, that, was a, that segment had me laughing. <laughs> yeah, and also, wait, no, no. I th- yeah, Castle Rock's the only thing I have right now. I well, I mean, you can say Dolomite. Well, yeah, Dolomite, yeah, but you mentioned Dolomite. Yeah, so, I mean, shout out to Eddie Murphy. I definitely want to watch that at some point, you know, before... The, before sure. Are you interested paused. in that Paul Rudd show? Me and my girlfriend actually watched, like, three episodes. It was, was it weird. okay? It was weird. It was weird. Like that, like I mean, it was interesting. Like it had me interested, but like weird show. I don't know if I liked it. It's just weird. Well, but we right. definitely watched it. So Mo- moving on from movie on the rise, I'm gonna talk about Knives Out for a second. That was the yeah, last do you movie think? I saw at the film festival. Um, well, you know what's really interesting is uh, our boy, the chief in Watchmen. He was in Knives Out. Uh, mm-hmm. You had a lot of different people in there: Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, oh, Daniel Craig. What's that guy's name? Michael Shannon. You were looking for Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael yeah. I, well, I knew Chris Evans and Daniel Craig and uh, Lake of Lake of Stanfield is that his name. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, Wasn't Bill Hader in it? No, Bill Hader was not in it. Was um, it? But the little boy from It, who was uh, James McAvoy's, you know, I guess uh, no. parallel. Yeah. Like the the older version, like James McAvoy is the older version of that kid. Jaden Lieber. It. I guess that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Um, oh, your girl Anna De Armas. Yeah, she was the main character, and she did a really good job. Christopher uh, Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Yeah. The interesting thing about Knives Out is it really is kind of like that old classic whodunit mystery, uh, very reminiscent to like you know Clue or Ten or you know the. Um, shoot and then there were none um mm. just you know classic mystery at first you kind of think that's going one way i was really getting ready to trash it halfway through because i thought they had given away the ending but they don't and the ending ends up being really great and interesting so Ooh, i don't so want did ryan did ryan johnson make a film you like yeah i mean i won't worry i've already been a fan of looper i didn't think that ryan johnson was a bad director i just don't think that he did the right thing for star wars i mean i still think that i still have hopes that he could do good in the star wars universe but i think that it was just not the good idea for him to i i I just thought it was dumb in general for star wars to do this thing and jurassic world tried to do jurassic park tried to do the same stupid shit where you're gonna get one director to do one movie and then you're gonna get another director to do another movie no keep the continuity going because that's the way that you're gonna get the right story to be told i i don't blame ryan johnson for the last jedi i blame i blame kathleen kennedy Oh, okay. But Knives Out, it was fire. Yeah, I don't want to ask you too good. much about it because I don't want to re- lose the mystery because that's the pro purpose of that movie. It's yeah, I don't want. I don't want to, you know, talk about it too much because it is coming out pretty soon, and uh, yeah. I think it's really worth going to go check out. Word, it'll be out like November twenty second. I'm seeing something so. like that. Cool, cool. I'll definitely go see Knives Out. Word, good, good look, Schubert. Did you enjoy the film festival for, since it's it's over now? Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely an interesting experience. Uh, it's hard to go see lots of movies in a weekend when you have a life. Yeah, oof, I can imagine. But <laughs> yeah, all right, let's like... <laughs> let's get to it. Unless you got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, 
I just can't imagine what it would have been like if I would have had to watch all those three-hour movies. I don't think I would have ever gotten through it. Look at you still shitting on three-hour movies. This is not the shit on three-hour movie fest. All right, let's, let's get to uh, Watchmen, uh, our TV show. Look, episode two might have hooked me more than episode one, even though episode one was great. Episode two is the martial feats of Comanche horsemanship. And in this episode, we find out about the, uh, I don't want to say the incorrect battalion of World War II, but basically the thing that happened with Tulsa, how people were like, oh, that's real? Well, the same thing happened in World War II. Like, the Germans were sending letters to the African-American troops telling them to, like, defect and go to them. But as me and Schubert were talking off air, like, if they would have defected and went to them, it's like, that's not any better. But it was dope that Watchmen's including all of this stuff in there. It, the mystery's unfolding. This black, this old black dude is something else. I'm like, Gramps got it going on. Gramps said, I did it. I'm Dr. Manhattan, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, is, yo, is Graham's Dr. Manhattan? I was, I was kind of fucking with it. I was hoping he was. Yeah, I was really interested because, like, at the end of that first episode, you don't really know how he gets there besides that there was the spike strip and that the old old man is there at his feet where he's hung. And you're like, okay, so what happened? Who did this? Why is he here? Um and I guess when we see them at the crime scene, they they go into that he was you know immensely you know extensively tortured and stuff like that. So you assume that it isn't that old man. But right off the bat, when he's telling us like I did it, I'm Doctor Manhattan. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> maybe was, you might be right. I was like, I might believe it. And then when she was like, Doctor Manhattan can't turn into humans. I was like, Yo, girl, are you tripping? Doctor Manhattan can do whatever he wants. Yo, you you tripping? You don't know who he is, girl. You just yeah, live in that they world. Don't, they don't know anything about Doctor Manhattan except yeah. that he's in Mars. Exactly. And also, uh, when you after okay, so let's let's leave the scene. We'll come back to the old black man. Let's talk about the stuff like because she she's not trying to arrest him, and we'll get to that at like when we tie it up. But well, she doesn't know what's. Yeah, she, him, she doesn't yeah. know what's going on. She took his DNA and she's gonna she's bringing it to the uh, DNA test center for the people who experienced the Tulsa attacks because she was trying to see if he was a part of that, like trying to figure out if they can tell who who this guy is to her. But she she goes to the chief's uh, site with the army pe- with uh, the rest of her squad. I believe Looking Glass, the hero with the full Rorschach looking mask, yo, he got to be part of the cavalry too. I think he is. Wait. You're talking about the guy from Holes? Yeah, talking about the guy from Holes. Yeah, I thought that he was a, a bad guy from the jump. He just yeah. looks too grimy. Yeah, exactly. Russian dude's not a bad dude. He just he's just a no, com- he's just, yeah, yeah. He's just a commie who likes to beat people up. <laughs> exactly. So looking glasses questioning her, they're doing some some of that stuff, and he's he's kind of showing his motives, but he's not suspecting her. He's just trying to see if she's clean, you know, see if she was involved. She then goes, brings her... Well, I think he suspects that she knows more than she's letting on, which is true. Oh, yeah, which is very true. And then uh, she she goes, check on her kids. We find out that her daughter isn't really her daughter. It's her partner's kids who died in White Knight. And then uh, we find out that the daughter has anger issues like uh, her. Sure. And we we get to see a little bit of uh, what happened on the White Knight. Um, Pretty pretty crazy coordination there. The, the cavalry members are going to kill all the cops and their families. Yeah. Only some survived and the ones that didn't survive quit. Well, and then I guess, you know, as the episode progresses, you find out more and more about the captain. You kind of... Yeah. It makes... Well, it made me question whether or not it was him who saved himself 
yes. during that. I, I well, no, wait. I think he saved her. Maybe. Like I, 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 well, my conspiracy on that is he was the person behind the mask or something, or like, oh yeah, or me that too. he was no, there. 100%. Yeah, he was there and he stopped. No, I'm with you on that 100. Yeah. Let's and and speaking on that, how would we know this? The old black man told her to go check his. Well, he didn't say go check her his closet. He was just like she, he had skeletons in the closet, and she went to his house with some high tech Batman type gear, which was dope, which was fire. Looking through his closet, comes to find out he's a, a Klansman, or at least has the robes. At least has did, the robes, yeah. Or, or his which family she doesn't respect, which she suspects was planted, which aren't yeah, planted, which aren't planted, and that could be either his or his father's, someone in his family. So there's that thread that we're looking up. She she leaves his house all discombobulated. She goes back to see the old black man, and the old black man's like, "Yeah, what you found out, girly?" And he and, and she he's uncuffed, then went to the store, made some hard boiled eggs, and came back. Old black man just running shit, bro. <laughs> like he's not yeah, she's like, like the old black man though. She's like, "How'd you do that?" He's like, so I mean, he's got something, and then he tells her that he's got friends in high places, and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, I know so. that made me think he's Doctor Manhattan even more so. Exactly. <laughs> and then he, then uh, she's like, I forget how what makes her. Oh no, the phone rings right when he says, "I got friends in high places." It's the uh, it, it's the colored the DNA. Yeah, the DNA results, and she find he says that Will is a descendant of the uh, Tulsa massacres, which we know he's the little boy. She then actually the phone tells him he also has two descendants, and she ends up saying her name, and she finds out that she is his granddaughter. Bong bong bong, and she's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And she's like, "You under arrest." And she's going to put him in the car, and as she's putting him in the car, she t- she puts him in there. She he, she takes the wheelchair, about to put it in the trunk. Then like this metal, the things that you see at junkyards that pick up cars. Yeah, a magnet frame, claw. A magnet claw came down, scooped up the car, and just flew off. We don't know who flew off with the uh, car. We just see him smiling. And as he's flying away in the car, the letter drops that his dad left, which was the letter from the Germans. And it says, look out for this boy. So I wonder if she's going to find a message there. Is she going to have to go to Germany? Will, will this this story like go to Germany to find out who this, this these people are? There's a lot of questions to be asked Come for episode three. Yeah, I mean, and how does Ozymandias play into it? Yeah, because he, yo, wait, we didn't even talk about his weird ass. His weird ass was just re- trying to do plays of recreating the Dr. Manhattan experiment, but then yes. at the same time, he cloned all his people. He's just killing them. Yeah, I was like, wait, did he just kill that guy? And then, yeah. Like, wait, did that guy just come back? <laughs> I thought that it was like a really elaborate magic trick at first. I don't know what the hell is going on with Ozymandias, but he's doing, he's on some weird shit, yo. Seriously, though, seriously, like even the, like he just gets a little bit of screen time in each one of these episodes, and it just his part doesn't just not make sense right now. It doesn't. Like, he, he he's the mystery in all this. I wonder what he sure. like, what he plays. And we do. And we also the other interesting thing we had to do is see the little snippet of the American Hero program. Oh, the Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> is that what that is? No, that was a joke. That was just me making a joke, <laughs> saying that they made that like Zack Snyder's Watchmen. <laughs> that was just, but that was I just thought that I just thought that was really kind of interesting, you know, with the disclaimer in the beginning and yeah. I guess that being the big representation well, it, of heroism. The, the way I see the world is not if Trump took power; it's if the liberals kind of. He kind of represents Trump, but from the opposite spectrum. If it's like the liberals who are running things, and we're seeing like the, I guess the conservative 
people revolt, if that makes sense. Like rep Redford's representing the liberals, and he like he passed the rep like the red foundations are. I guess that's that's a fair way to look at it. Like in like all these things are like kind of very very liberal things that he's passing. At least from what I can see from the outside, and we're seeing like the backlash from both like from people accepting it. Like that TV thing was very like if it that TV thing felt to me like if PC culture succeeds and like takes over, you know what I mean? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's, you know, I guess it's almost a little glimpse of the the future of what we could see happening, which we probably will see happening. Um, like, you know, things of portraying different events like hate crimes and stuff like that, having to have the disclaimers ahead of them because, you know, we don't also, I think the we got to see violence. The- I'm surprised Joker didn't get a disclaimer. Nah, Damn bro, it. we not we're not at that point yet, but I definitely think that uh we got to see with the newspaper stuff. I thought that was important because that talks about the third dimension stuff that Ozymandias opened the portal for the monster to come in, and I think yeah. He's what was the deal that, with the little girl in the magazines? Well, the magazines was talking about how that how are these third dimensional attacks only striking certain cities, and they're trying to say scientists are stumped and can't solve it. Yeah, talking about the squids. Yeah, talking about the squids. But I'm wondering, like, with that little girl got the newspapers, where she was taking them? Oh, she might have been taking them to Ozymandias, maybe. Maybe. But, but that's too far. Well, like, that's what I'm saying, like, off in England. like, I'm wondering, like, what kind of person of power that she was coming to get that? Or was it just about... Because I'm trying to figure out what that scene was all about. Was it just about talk, having people talk about the, the sky squids? Or was there a little bit more of a deeper purpose behind that? See, I don't know. I think it was just showing us the world and like showing us how people react to it and like talking about the sky squids. But but you might which, be right. Which may be not be their name. name. I just coined it. I <laughs> know. I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, no. Episode two. Fire Watchmen is keeping me hooked, man. I got to know the mystery of it. Yeah, I'm definitely. Um, I guess engaged enough to continue watching this season. Yeah. No. I'm very. I'm engaged for sure. But yeah. let's let's jump to a show that we're definitely engaged in. Boy, can I not wait for episode nine? Because Beast Boy's the cover art. Maybe he's gonna get some action. Finally, yeah, right. <laughs> episode eight, Jericho. Dick befriends Jericho Wilson to learn more about Deathstroke. Look, it's like we said. Well, it's not like we said Jericho's dead. Well, I mean, he might not be, but I think he's dead. But. I don't know if Dick should be beating him. First thoughts are, I don't know if Dick should be beating himself up as much as he is about the deaths of Jericho. Or, also, everyone, or, or everyone else, too. Yes! Oh, bro, you know who made me the most upset? Dawn. And she, yes! No, wait, no, not, not Dawn. Donna. Donna made me upset. Well, even Dawn, too, because she told him to be Batman. But it was Donna, because... Donna, you fought Slade. You knew that that Dick was going to defend you, and yet you didn't say nothing in front of the gang. You were just like, "Yeah, I'm going to New York to be by myself." Like, and if you need a place to crash, like, no, girl, stand up for Dick Grayson and all this shit, because you're part of this shit too. He's the reason why he went go do all of this, because of your ass lost your man's. Sure. Like Don- Donna could have stepped up more for Dick in that situation, man. Yeah. Uh... Instead of letting him have the burden by himself. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it was wrong in all sorts of ways. Like, I, I don't think that it should all be all on Dick. Like, I think that, you know, maybe not Hank, per se, because he's kind of useless. Hank's but... the only one that's kind of in the clear, because Hank didn't do anything. 
But yeah, those those two girls had had, had their hands on it too. Yeah, like Dawn telling him to be Batman and Donna just like using that, oh, you're my friend, like, come on, Dick, like we gotta we gotta get we gotta do this. Like, don't you care about Aqualad? So basically exactly. So basically the thing is he, he goes and he has he, he befriends Jericho and he brings Jericho to the Titans Tower and they're using him for information. And once they find out the information, Don's like, all right, that's it, let's cut him loose. And they cut him loose until Dick Fit finds out that Jericho has powers. He can transform into people's well, he can transfer his consciousness into other people's consciousness and make them do what they want. And they don't remember it after they just go along with it. And Dick's like, no, we gotta take him in. That that always helping some people mentality strikes back in. And and then he's she's like, Well, if you're gonna do this, you can't do it with any lies. And he's like, Word, I won't do it with any lies. And Deathstroke and Wintergreen meet with well, Wintergreen meets with Jericho and is like, Yo, bro, you gotta go meet with your dad. And he's like, I don't know. So he goes ask Dick if he should, and Dick's like, "Yeah, go do it, bro." And and he was like, "You promise you won't follow me?" He's like, "Yeah, I won't." And then Donna ends up going to that lady. We find out that Slade's target was her Themyscira lady. It turns out Deathstroke slaughters all of them while she, while they in there. And Donna's like, "Oh my gosh, they're all dead." She ends up fighting Deathstroke, which a badass fight scene with the lasso and everything. But yo, sure. Donna should have did a little better, bro. Didn't Wonder Woman train you? Don't you have Amazonian powers? Like, I know Slade is supposed to whip your ass, but it shouldn't have been that easy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we got to remember that this is like a flashback, so it still is a training. A younger Donna. Wonder Girl, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll give her that. She gets her ass whooped. Slade's like, tell your friends to leave Jericho alone. And then <laughs> <laughs> she goes, Dick, that she. Hits the emergency button. Dick obviously finds her, and he's like, "It's Deathstroke. It's Deathstroke." And he's like, "I'm gonna go take care of it." And Dawn's, and he doesn't tell Dawn. He ends up going, and Jericho's like, "You promised." And I don't know why in that moment when Jericho's like, "You promised," why didn't he say your father attacked Donna instead of saying your father's a murderer and he murdered again? Like, why didn't he just say that he attacked Donna and then that all would have been settled? And why didn't Jericho use his powers? But I, I mean, I digress. That's just some loopholes that I was thinking of, you know. Well, I don't think Jericho would have used his powers on either one of those two. Yeah, well, I didn't think Dick. I thought more so Deathstroke if, if he would have told him, like, yo, you killed Donna. But Jericho's heartbroken by, by all this. He doesn't know who to trust. Deathstroke starts fighting him, starts fighting Dick. And we see Dick pull out his uh, Robin staff, full Robin mode Dick, which gives me excitement. Like, at now the Robin chapter can be fully closed for Dick because we got to see him at his peak performance as Robin. But he ends up losing to Deathstroke. We see Deathstroke with the power pull, which I thought was dope. They're doing both staff action. Deathstroke's whooping his ass, whooping his ass. He's about to kill him. And then he pulls out the sword. He's about to stab him. And then Jericho slides in. Ah, and he dies. Deathstroke kills Jericho. That's the big sin. And then doesn't the episode end with him just dying? Oh, no. It ends with us seeing Dick get back to Titan's Tower, which I don't know how Deathstroke just let him go. Whatever. And Yeah, it's- right. Yeah, like, whatever. And then we see Hank's like, I'm out of here, never coming back. Dawn's like, forget you, dick. And then Donna's like, if you ever need a place to crash in New York, hit me up. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, all of you. All of you are shitty people except Hank. Yeah, Hank's really not a shitty person. He's just, you know, he's just, he's just useless. Dumb. Yeah, he's just dumb. That's all. Like, my thing is, Don, you manipulated dick. And then you once you once you once you manipulated him and you didn't like what he became, you left him for Hank. And then like it's just like you're just being a skeezy girl. Yeah, she is kind of the skeeziest. Like she's just skeezy. I'm not really Don, a fan. I'm not a fan of Dawn anymore, man. Like Donna, I res- Donna, I'm not gonna be as mad at, but 
I don't like Don's skeeziness, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of the episode. This just this gives closure to all the stuff, and now I think Dick can finally become Nightwing. Like I think that's what this this is leading us to. Like now that we know what the sin is, he's accepted the sin. He has to tell the sin to the other Titan Titans, which is atonement. So it's him atoning for his sins. And I think after that, he can be after episode nine is when I think we start to get the seeds of Nightwing. Yeah, I'm guessing that you know the way that the episode might begin is like him having just told the story, I suppose, because yeah, so we have to rehash everything again. Yep, it could be they all sitting down in like a in the room and him telling the younger Titans what 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 happened. Yeah, uh, do you think Rose would be there? I don't think so, right? Well, Is he gone. I don't. I think he might tell her. Because I don't know why she's in her Ravager costume that that's leaked. If not, you know what I mean. Unless she's a villain, for sure. So it's it, either way she's gonna find out. So it, it, either if it's her, from her father, if it's from them, one of the ways she's gonna find out. But I definitely think that's how the episode goes. Um, I don't. I, he may go talk to Bruce for a new costume in this episode. We may get talks of a new costume, but I think we start to see that around episode ten and eleven, because by episode twelve he has to have the costume. What world are we on now? Episode 9 comes out Friday. Okay. So I'm yeah. thinking at the end of 9, we start mentioning it. 10, he's working on it. 11, we might have it. I can believe that. I could dig it. And I, I, my question is, where does Blackfire come in at? Like, episode 13? Like, Or does she come in before the I finale? Like one of those 10 or 11s. They might end up doing the same bullshit with the finale where, like, it'll be a spillover. Mm, okay. Like she'll be like the end of, the, end end, of the season in the beginning new of next villain season. Yeah. and we'll start at the beginning of next season too. Next season we got to go to space, something like that. All right, yeah, because I'm trying to figure out where they fit Blackfire in. But next season is all Lex Luthor, so I could see like Superboy's antics in the finale being seen on screen by Lex Luthor in episode 13, and then it's like, oh, we got to deal with that next season. Probably so, or like maybe that has to do with them in space with something. Either way, if fighting Tamarans. If Blackfire's not in episode ten or eleven, then she's gonna be in thirteen. That's that's another prediction I got for you guys. So it sounds Robin, like pretty sound one. Robin suit t- t- episodes ten and eleven, no later than twelve. Blackfire in episode ten or eleven. Connor has us. He gets spotted in episode thirteen, which leads Lex to being like, "We got to deal with this next season." Swami says. Swami says that's the prediction on this. I don't have nothing else because now the next episode will let us be able to predict more because now we have all the questions answered so far. The thing about this episode is I felt like it went by really fast because it really just told that backstory. So yeah, it really did flew by. We pretty much did go through everything. Like there was, a, there's definitely a lot of details thrown in there, but like you know, with the stuff with Deathstroke's family. Oh and, yeah, I'm you know, and, about and like, backstory. And like how Jericho loses his vocal cords and stuff like that, but it really isn't anything that's like too necessary because we don't think that Jericho's coming back at all. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's really, really not just, worth hashing it. If you know, that. if you know Slade's like backstory about how he was genetically modified and that changed his anger perception, then you know the story. But that's it, it's a great origin to Deathstroke. If you want to like know more about him, watch episode eight of Titans season two. Like it'll tell you his backstory and everything. That was pretty much to the T of how Jericho losses everything, you know? Yeah. And um, you know, Father of the Year is not Deathstroke. So. No, it's not Slade Wilson. He lied to his family. And then the mom, the mom, her son's happy, but you go call that psycho murderer and you're like, Yeah, go get our son back, Slade, at any cost. 
Yeah. You can't be yeah. mad at him if he's dead. Like, I gotta give Slade some credit. These women in this show are just tripping. Like, She's just as bad as Don right now. Yeah, like, how you gonna ask Slade to go be Slade? Go and be Deathstroke. Yeah, and go get him. And then when he dies, like, you told me to go be him. Like, I had to fight all these niggas to get him. Like, it's not my fault that he wanted to sacrifice himself for them. Yeah, you should have been a better mom. <laughs> That's Ooh, fucked up. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm dropping bombs on people today, but nah, bro. The women should have did a little more in this show because they were wilding. Like, you can't ask for something, and then when you get it, be upset about it. Like, you asked for that. <laughs> yeah, or, like, you know, not being uh, ready for... Or not realizing what you're asking, I suppose. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't do that, bro. Yeah. Jeez, uh, Jericho's mom and Dawn. Get your shit but together. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got, unless you want to rank it. Or nah, rate no, it. We, we haven't rated any of these. Yeah, I don't really think this is worth rating. Nah, nah, we'll rate the season at the end of it. But so far, I mean, it's a better season than season one. Like I'm hooked. Oh yeah, we've already we've already established that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm hooked to each episode. Let me give Chella Man some credit because that's the actor's name who played uh, Jericho. He did a good job. He did a real good job. Oh yeah, I mean I've never seen that guy do anything before. Hopefully I see him more often. Yeah, so shout out to Chella Man, you killed it, bro. So that wraps things up for episode sixty-two here of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Um. That we're hoping to do the pitch it like we said. We're you know wading our way through the waters of Titan and, and uh, Watchmen and trying to schedule and and getting all that worked out. But you know we're trying to catch all of the the content that's coming out. We're a couple, I guess, two episodes away now from talking about Mandalorian Disney Plus. Yep, and so I, I'm really I excited about that. Even if we don't go watch a movie this week, if we don't go watch Terminator, but I will. I don't know if Schubert will, but we will be reviewing The King and uh, and the the Irishman next week. So big uh, reviews like The King, Irishman, Titans, maybe Watchmen, depending on when we record. Maybe you guys will either get it on Saturday or Monday morning. Just depends on me and Schubert's schedule, and then then uh, you you should have a Terminator review by me as well. So big week next week. Yeah. Definitely a big week. So stay tuned with everything or going this on week. with Bros Who Binge. Yeah, this week. Yes, yeah, so stay tuned. Everything that's going on with Bros Who Binge. Keep it in your out or uh, your eyes out for a tweet that would we'll talk about. Pitch it. Um. So yeah, Lyndon, tell everyone else what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. By the time you guys hear this, the newest episode of Anime Talk will be out. I know I mentioned One Piece Stampede. Me and Chris have both saw it. We reviewed that as well as the newest episodes of My Hero as well as Fire Force and then talked about some of the My news. Hero's Fire. Yeah, I know it is. And if you're an LSU fan, Charles and Josh recap the weekend and talk about LSU being the number one seed as well as this upcoming Thursday. You'll be able to hear the latest Bros Who Think podcast episode, which is a good episode in the making for you guys. A great interview. And then Schubert, myself, and Doom have a lot to talk about, as well as Julian coming in for sports. So just be on the lookout for all things on the network. And then we will keep you guys updated on Twitter and Facebook when the latest, when the Bros Who Binge after this one comes out. But like I said, it'll either be Saturday or Monday. Either way, it just depends on how the cookie crumbles. Oh, and you can find me at LynnBWT on Twitter and follow the bros you think at bros you think on Twitter. But yeah, other than that, that's all I got, Shuby. So since we're kind of at the, the garbage time of the podcast, I really wanted to ask you um, about my hero. 
Okay, okay. So with my hero, you've kind of read the manga and you kind of get the manga. gist of what's going forward, right? Yeah, manga. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is it going to be highly uh, Midoriya re- related this season, or are we are going to get to see a little bit more of what's going on with everyone else? Because it really has just been him the past few episodes. Did you see who they pulled away in this episode? Uh, yeah, sort of. Then they they pulled away certain people for, for certain work internships, studies, huh? Like, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, then that's who's it about. That's who the season's about. Okay, so you know, it's about Midoriya, Midoriya, Froppy, Froppy, and, and Karishima. Yeah. Karishima, interesting. Yeah, the the rock dude. Those are the, those are the yeah. UA people. It's about, but it, this is it's those four, the big three. Who who the, the the people who recommend the the older guys yeah the older guys yeah and then the new heroes but this is mainly about Midoriya's story about being the guy that All Might chose versus who everybody else told him to choose it's like it's Midoriya having to get over the fact that he is All Might's choice and just because Mirio's great that doesn't mean he's not great so nah this is this yeah. is the best this is gonna be the best season of My Hero yet it's been good so far I'm really enjoying it. The fact, yeah, that, the fact that Midoriya has to deal with the qualms that everybody around him wanted Mirio to be the successor, that that has to mess with him. And all my Definitely. Tell- I mean, you could, always, you could always tell that it's messing with him because he understands that Mirio is such a an ideal candidate. Yeah, and he I mean he even looks like All Might. And the fact that yeah. All Might the fact that All Might didn't recommend Sir Night Eye in the beginning, and and now Midori is putting two together, like, oh, they didn't talk. Is it because of me? I know he doesn't know the real reason yet, but you gotta think that's weighing on him. Yeah, and um, to know that your hero is so adamant against you meeting this person already had to be kind of a nerve wracking thing, and he did kind of put him through the ringer, yeah. um, even though he was going to take him anyway, most likely. Just to prove, but he was only going to take him just to prove that you should give up all for you should give up one for all. Can he even do that? Yeah, all he has to do is give up his DNA. Once some once someone eats his DNA, that he's willing to like. That's the thing. People always like. Can Toga take all for one? I mean, she anybody could eat Deku's DNA, but like he has to willingly give it. In like, there's like some 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 requirements he has to fill. But like, yeah, he could pass it away. That's that'd be a lame stint of one for all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the story of how Deku became the greatest hero ever. He has to have some some lows. Oh, for sure. But now nah, uh, the but... villain, the villain is where it gets real because this is the first real villain they fight. Like I know they fought Stain and I know they fought the League of Villains, but like the ep- episode opener said, this is the first time they can fight someone with a license. So it gets real. Sure, and I I thought that villain battle in one of those early episodes was really crazy too. Yep, and Jasake has similar or, or overhaul as his villain name. He has very similar powers to Tomura. So they do, they do have similar powers. Yep. But yeah, that's all I really wanted to touch base on that because I've been watching the first few episodes. But yeah, so my um, Twitter and Instagram is ashiward fourteen. You can follow me on both sites and make sure you listen to everything going on with the Bros Who Think Network and to listen to the Bros Who Binge Network and go back and listen to any reviews or past pitching episodes. Yeah. So this is uh, Adam Shewer for Lennon Bird. I uh, want to tell everyone to have a good week, and as always, keep binging.